Good afternoon. My name is Steve Hansen. I'm president and CEO of Acme Lithium. I'm also the founder of the company. I founded the company a year and a half ago um, with the vision of building a domestic supplier of lithium in North America. We've got two projects in Nevada and two projects in Canada, and we're really excited about what's going to happen in the year ahead. Absolutely, Steve. Um, look, thanks for joining us. You're joining us from Mines and Money in London. So there's a, a bit of background noise, but that's uh, that's people doing business, folks. So uh, and and and, and there, you're there as well. Um, what are you hoping to get out of the show, first of all? Um, this is my first time here in London at the Mines and Money Conference, and the, the interest in lithium and in battery metals has been phenomenal. Um, as you well know, uh, lithium as a commodity increased over 400% last year. Um, we're really facing a crisis, especially in North America when it comes to securing supply. Um, in fact, Biden invoked the Defense Production Act uh, to ensure that critical minerals such as lithium um, are backed by the federal government through funding, as well as support um, in a variety of ways. And then most recently, the Prime Minister of Canada um, announced a $3 billion investment into critical minerals such as lithium because of, of the shortage that, that is being faced. So um, my vision um, really here is to advance our projects in Canada, the United States, and over time, hopefully secure a supply domestically. Um, you know, what's interesting for investors that aren't aware, most of the lithium in the world is produced from only a handful of countries, including China, Australia, Chile, and Argentina. And although there are resources of lithium in Canada, the United States, there is very little production. And so, um, you know, that's why we're seeing investors um, find companies like Acme Lithium and, uh, and are attracted to to our attributes and in particular our track record as a management team. Right. Well, let, let's talk about that because um, I need to understand the, the, the team and then we'll kind of get into the four assets in, in a second. So what's your background relevant to what you're trying to do here today? So I've spent thir almost 30 years um, working on resource projects around the world. I've worked on all four continents from Mongolia to Kenya to southern Argentina to Mexico and certainly throughout North America. Um, I've worked in alternative energy, in mining, and in oil and gas. Um, I've been CEO of a number of companies. I've been on boards, and I've been advisor boards. But really, my heart is 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 as an investor. Um, I've invested in many projects, and so I think like an investor. And what that means is I'm very careful with capital that is being provided to my companies, and I also want to de-risk these projects. As, as fast as possible. I want to meet milestones if, and if not, actually exceed them um, for our shareholders. So um, again, I founded this company a year and a half ago um, with the belief that we're going to be in this massive mega trend for battery and minerals and in, in, in particular in lithium. And I've had my running shoes on for the past year. We've been very fortunate to acquire projects um, um, that are, are most important in, in their addresses, our two projects in Nevada are next to the only lithium production in the United States in Clayton Valley, Nevada. And our two projects in Southeast Manitoba and Central Canada are next to the Tanko mine, which is a lithium, cesium and tantalum mine now owned by a Chinese company. And we've got a project to the North and a project to the South. So the address of our projects are very good. They're highly prospective and we have an active exploration program happening in the US and in Canada in 2022. Right, okay, so neurology isn't, isn't a strategy in itself. So um, I need to understand who on the team has got the lithium experience. That, that, that's, that would interest me to understand. Sure. 
So um, um, we have a, uh, our VP of exploration uh, is from the southwestern United States and has been working on lithium projects for the past decade. Um, he's been critical in analyzing uh, and evaluating projects that we've looked at. Um, we have uh, on our board um, a gentleman that was with BHP for 19 years. He's done over 300 transactions around the world. Uh, assessing them and so has a, a significant background in in understanding how to develop projects like ours. Um, we have a great team of advisors that have worked in, in lithium from a hydrogeologist um, to geophysicists um, to experienced dr drillers that have worked in the lithium sector, certainly in the United States and in Canada on these types of projects. So although we have a small team, we've assembled um, an experienced one. And again, that's throughout my 30 years in my career, I have great relationships in Canada, the United States and advancing projects like ours. Right. So, and, and tell me, what sort of company are you? Because um, I, I get that you've picked up these assets and Nevada's particularly interesting. You're sort of near, well, very near Al Albemarle, uh, Iron Air is a company we, we know in Lithium Americas. And of course, very close to Tesla. So it all sounds good, sounds good on paper, but what are you trying to do? You've got some guys have identified assets which you picked up. You're going to progress them to what point? And then what do you, what's your exit? What sort of company am I investing in? So we're an explorer. Um, we, we have a project to the northwest of Alvin Marley's project at Silver Peak. We're contiguous to their project. We're in the same ancient lake bed as they are. Um, we did two phases of geophysics this past fall. We've identified multiple targets for lithium brine. We're one of only a handful of lithium brine uh, companies that are active in the United States. Um, and in fact, we have a near-term milestone coming up. Um, I have a construction crew that is constructing drill pads as we speak right now, now a small road going in, and we expect to be drilling for the first time on that project in about three to four weeks. So um, really important uh, milestone coming up here, and we hope to make a major discovery. So if, if, I just, uh, if we just talk about the, the project near Albemarle, um, it's a big land package. Um, you're talking about you know drilling, right? So there must be a lot of data that you've bought or inherited um, when you pick that project up. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? And then also answer the question, why wouldn't Albemarle have picked this up? Why have you got it? Well, it's interesting. I mean, this is much like a lot of commodity projects around the world that are, are run by majors. Um, uh, in many cases, surrounding uh, land um, is acquired, uh, you know, decades ago um, by private landowners uh, or companies. So in our case, our project to the northwest of Albemarle, it was owned by a private owner for many, many, many years, probably when lithium was at a very low price. And, you know, um, uh, we see companies around the world where they, uh, they have to pay fees for extra land. You know, they may not want to expand a land package um, to a massive degree uh, in the past. Um, you know, that may be a different situation today. But again, um, much of the land package surrounding Abamarley was picked up many years ago. We were fortunate to, to talk to this private vendor and due to our background, our team's background and our ability to develop project, we were able to option that project for 100% and again, able to advance and develop that project on on uh, on their behalf. Okay, so you understand the sort of prospectivity of, of of the Clayton Valley project, um, but you know, overall twenty five billion dollar company. You, you think you know paying land fees doesn't, wouldn't really matter to them, to you know, in a very meaningful way. You know, so it, 
I'm trying to work out your strategy, you know, because we see companies come on here and they go, do you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up some of the, the land around, right? I can't state that uh, we're going to have a resource uh, or discovery like Albemarle has. I mean, um, in fact, I'm not allowed to say that other than that we have a, a project next door. You know, closeology is important in the commodity business. Um, uh, as a, a, a wise man said to me once, where's the, the best place to find a mine? Next to a mine. Um, you know, we're in the same ancient lake bed. Um, we believe that the the aquifer, um, the brine in gravels, uh, this multi-zone potential here um, uh, in what we're seeing, it has similarities, obviously, to where Abamarley has been operating for decades. In fact, they've been producing lithium there since 1966. Um, at the end of the day, we can do all the best work that we can do above ground. We can do geophysics. We can analyze historical data. Um, at the end of the day, it's uh, drilling here that's going to prove whether we have, in fact, an economic resource. Um, I believe we'll find brine. I believe we'll, we'll find lithium. The question is, is, gonna be, is it going to be economic grade? And that really will be the, the test for us over the next a few months. Again, drilling is the first milestone we're hope we're going to achieve here in a few weeks' time. Um, obviously, that brine will be sent off to the lab for analysis, and then we'll continue working on that project over the remainder of 2022. Right, Steve. Let me, let me push you a little bit because I'm trying to get a sense of what's you know you're thinking that the type of type of business guys that you are, right? Because th this property, Clayton Valley, is is right next door. It may, maybe it is the same as as Albemarle, but. Um, and you, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, brine is a lot easier than some of the, you know, some of the other types of uh, lithium ex extraction projects that we, that we've seen. Um, but you're going to have to have the technical know-how to kind of move that forward or say, well, we can get this impression or we're going to set this up to make it attractive to someone. The most likely would be the guy next door because, you know, Unless you can demonstrate a scale where someone else will walk in and say, Do you know what, we'll have a piece of that. So if that's what you're working towards, then that's fine. That's a great, that's a fine business model. But I'm, I'm just going to get a sense of how you manage your portfolio of, of, of assets. Well, in my 30 years, I've worked on some early stage projects around the world. And in many cases, handing them off to a larger company has been um, one of the exit strategies or strategies that I've had as a business. And certainly that's the case for our company at Acme Lithium, um, de-risking it, um, making discoveries, and then ultimately bringing in strategic partners is really important. Um, companies that have deep pockets and also you know technical know-how. Um, my last copper gold project that I was involved with is now being run by Rio, uh, Rio Kennecott, Rio Tinto Kennecott. Um, you know, I've sold companies to larger companies over my career. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Acme, but it certainly is one of the goals and visions that I have in advancing this business. Um, we have a neighbor um, uh, of ours um, uh, that now is being run by Schlumberger and Panasonic. Um, they made discovery uh, near Abamarley in this same Clayton Valley region. Um, and they are in the process of constructing a pilot plant using direct lithium extraction. So, you know, here we see a situation where larger companies, Schlumberger and Panasonic are, are massive players in this industry. And they're investing in uh, a small company uh, based on making a discovery. So, you know, we're seeing um, when we're following that situation very closely and how that pilot plant is going to be processing lithium. Um, you know, that, that is quite typical in our industry where, uh, 
um, risk takers like us um, who are in, in exploration um, that are using our investors' capital to hopefully make discoveries, economic discoveries. Um, we hope to, at some point, ultimately hand them off to larger players. That's certainly one of the vision, visions and, and, and goals that I have as a company. Okay, well, let, let's pop over to Fish Lake Valley, um, the other project. This, this is kind of um, a kind of lithium claystone project. Um, that's a bit t- tougher technically, isn't it? I think there, there, there are big projects in, in the US, but technically, again, you need to, I don't know, a gang fang or someone with relevant experience to, to make that work further down the line. So again, is this just a case of, as you've just described, find it, set it up for the next guy and, and hand over that problem to, to them? You know, Fish Lake is an interesting project. It's it's over the foothills from Clayton Valley. Um, there's a fair bit of activity now happening in that valley. Um, it was actually the first project that I acquired. Um, in fact, a colleague of mine was interested in selling it, and I ended up buying it. Um, and uh, it started Acme uh, um, and got us off the, the races here. Um, we're taking a little a little slower. Um, uh, road on Fish Lake Valley. We'll be doing some geophysics coming up here shortly. Um, based on on that information uh, and my access to capital, we may end up drilling Fish Lake sometime later in 2022. Um, you know, we have uh, recently announced the financing from uh, a number of funds um, uh, and some existing investors that we hope to close next week. And again, if we have that capital come in, my guess is we'll make the decision on advancing Fish Lake Valley here fairly quickly. So um, our core project in Nevada is obviously in Clayton Valley, but Fish Lake is really interesting, but we're going to take a little slower path in developing that over time. Okay, makes sense. Um, Let's go up to uh, Manitoba um, in in Canada. You've got a couple of projects going on there. What, What stage are either of those at? Well, you know, we evaluate a lot of projects in, in throughout the United States and started looking into Canada. And in particular, I honed in on, on this southeastern region of Manitoba. I really do think it's going to be um, uh, a well-publicized and really interesting area to advance lithium in North America. Um, and in particular, um, there is an existing lithium, cesium, and tantalum mine there called the Tanko Mine. It was bought by one of the largest Chinese companies in the world, Sinomine, a number of years ago. Um, and in fact, um, uh, they started producing again here. Um, they've been shipping ore uh, through rail car um, across Canada to Vancouver, putting it on a freighter and then taking that ore to China for processing. So I spent most of uh, last spring in 2021 and early summer, analyzing the entire region with my team. Um, uh, there's massive pegmatite fields throughout this region, hard rock um, uh, potential for lithium. Um, and so we were able to go in there and acquire um, two very large land packages um, in this region for early exploration. Since we did that, um, MRL, large Australian lithium producer, has come in and invested in the region. A number of institutions have come in and funded projects in there. Um, And so really all my investment thesis of this region is really um, continuing to to have a tailwind here. We're seeing more players uh, invest. There's lots of drilling now taking place in the region. I think we're going to see multiple discoveries take place. Um, Our project to the south called Shotford Lake is a a mile south of the Tanko Mine. And then our project called Katyukud Lake is about 10 miles to the north. We have a major exploration program starting in the beginning of June uh, in about a month's time. 
um, throughout Cat Lake and then Shatford Lake uh, in soil and till sampling. And then we have a major drill program happening in the fall of 2022. So really excited about what's happening in Manitoba. We're going to deploy a fair bit of capital in the region and hope to make a discovery there as well. Okay. Boy, oh boy. So, so, so Brian Clays and, and Hardware, you're covering the bases there with lithium for sure. Um, just, just when you say a large program um, happening in Manitoba, what's large mean in terms of dollars or meters, however you like to quantify it? This um, initial exploration program will do up to probably 700 soil samples and up to 100 till or, or trench samples here in June and July. Um, uh, you know, that, that will be certainly in the, in the half a million to $600,000 range in cost, um, based on targets. And we already have targets. There's pegmatite and outcrop. Uh, there's areas that we want to drill that we've already honed in on. We know we're going to drill in the fall. Uh, this soil sampling and till sampling will allow us to, to really identify those targets. And really based on that information and analysis over the summer, um, you know, we'll spend probably two to three million dollars in the fall on drilling. Okay. Okay. Um, let, let's talk. Let's talk about the. You, you mentioned um, some raising of some capital and existing investors following their money. Like I think Waratah Capital Advisors. I think you, you mentioned in one of the press releases. Um, he's in this thing because it's a relatively tight share structure, uh, capital structure. It looks like um, to me in terms of um, number of shares outstanding, which, which is good. Um, can you talk to me about the the way that you're raising money? Because it seems to be like you know, small increments here, here and there, rather than going. For larger sums, what, how, how do you manage all that? Well, I mean, we were fortunate in in uh, in early winter to uh, attract Lithium Royalty Corporation, which is a division of Waratah Capital Advisors, as well as a mining flow through fund. Um, uh, we were able to raise capital at that time, uh, which allowed uh, us to obviously meet our drilling requirements here in this in this spring. We had cash at the time. We raised additional capital. Um, they have subsequently shown greater interest in our company, obviously due to us able to meet milestones and what we have ahead in 2022. So I've recently announced another financing here um, with them coming back in and, and, and as a follow-on funding to their initial investment. So again, we like them as investors they understand our industry and again we're pleased for them to come back in here uh and and, and provide us additional funding this will be more than enough capital to meet our requirements in 2022 and 2023 um what I probably will do is, uh, you know, once we are hopefully going to make a discovery, either in Clayton Valley or, or in Manitoba or, or certainly in Fish Lake Valley, um, I think that will justify us to go to um, through the investment banking community and institutional community and, and raise a much larger financing um, down the road, which may happen, you know, possibly in early 2023. We have enough capital right now to meet our 2022 requirements, and uh, hopefully we can advance the company through milestones and and um, achieve what our vision is here how much the management hold um you know about uh fully diluted about 12 percent 12 percent okay um what are you 60 million ish yeah okay and um you, you talk about being tight with your money so gna um for you guys excluding drilling and field work yeah, I mean, again, as I mentioned early on, I think like an investor and, um, you know, I've been involved in too many companies where um, management teams are in for a job as opposed to actually, um, you know, uh, creating shareholder value. I work for the shareholders. That's my number one priority is to create shareholder value. Um, and I think like an investor. So, um, 
you know, we have, uh, I would say, lower than industry uh, salaries. Um, we incentivize our employees and our team with, with stock options and, uh, and by meeting milestones with in, uh, over time. So, um, you know, we've, I've got a very small team, but I've got a very competent team. And then I've been able to, to work with advisors in the U.S. and in Canada and able to hire them on an as-needed basis for certain pro- projects or certain um, uh, individual tasks that are being take, takes place. So we've been able to do a lot in a very short period of time with having a very, very low GNA. Right. Okay. I guess people can can look that up, make their mind up. Um, can, can you just you, you say right? I'm, I work for the shareholders, and I think like an investor, right? And I want to create shareholder value, right? So phrases which you know you you we we hear a lot, but t- give me a little insight, given your track record of what you do with a four asset portfolio with you know I say you know it's Brian's Clay's Hard Rock, um, different skill sets required. You can't have a big big um, overhead in terms of the, the bringing all those skill sets. Is there a, is farming um, part of a consideration or do you outsource to relevant consultants and you think you can manage this? Is there a, I don't know, a spin out at some point or, you know, what, what are the kind of moments that you would look for thinking like an investor in terms of driving that share price and, you know, genuinely dri- driving shareholder value? You know, I, I think you, you've asked a good question there, Matthew. Um, absolutely, we're interested in joint venturing um, our projects over time. If the, the right uh, deal terms are, are placed in front of us, it's something that I'll continue to dialogue with. There is interest from a number of parties on our projects. Um, our team in Canada um, and, and our advisors in Canada and consultants that we work with are different, obviously, than in the U.S., although there is some overlap. Um, we're dealing with a pegmatite hard rock play in Canada, which is quite different than Brian. Um, uh, you know, one of the mistakes that's ma- made certainly in the lithium sector is hard rock geologists are working on brine plays. And um, not to take anything away, I-, I work with some great hard rock geologists, but you know, we're dealing with a very, very different type of situation. It's in essence more like a geothermal or a water well, or more akin to the oil and gas industry. It's you need hydrologists, you need to understand chemistry, um, you need to how, to how to manage water and those kind of things, which is very different than drilling for hard rock. So. You know, we've been able to find people that are skilled in those areas. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier before, seeking partners is something that is is part of my history and certainly part of, of the future of ACME. Um, you know, the Australians are, are probably the best at, at hard rock in the world when it comes to pegmatite and spodumene with lithium. Um, you know, I, I believe that we're going to see more Australians come into Canada um, due to discoveries being made. And certainly I would seek some of the relationships I have in Australia from a consulting standpoint to understand metallurgy and understand how to process lithium from a hard rock play. So, you know, we'll tap into expertise as we need it. And certainly um, as we advance these projects, we'll seek partners that ultimately can take over and run these projects uh, as needed. Okay, so leave me with or the, the viewers with this with this one 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 thought, please. It, which is, you're right. You said at the beginning, lithium's been on on a tear. Whatever form of lithium you look at, up circa four hundred percent, right? That's fantastic. But it's also doing a lot of heavy lifting for the lithium companies as a result. So, what is it about your project or your team uh, or your strategy which is going to allow you to to win? Like, say, if lithium prices come off. I'm not saying they will, but if they if they did, but why why is yours not a marginal project? Why is yours you know destined for success? 
Well, I mean, the first step here is we have to make a, a discovery, and that's the first step in our, our goal here in 2022. Um, you know, grade is going to be uh, the factor here. Um, you know, do we have economic grade? Um, you know, any kind of modeling or any kind of uh, desire that we have in, in founding our company, you know, we felt that we could uh, advance these projects um, at a much lower lithium price than, than, than currently. You know, I expected lithium prices to go up last year. I mean, that was the basis for founding this company and 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 putting my running shoes on and building this business. But I certainly didn't affect, expect it to go up 400%. So, you know, I think that uh, if the commodity price were to pull back, I think we're still in good shape. Um, um, you know, we certainly uh, have intent to find and discover projects that, uh, you know, have some some room from, from an, an economic standpoint. Um, you know, uh, if if the project makes sense at current prices and only at current prices, well, in my view, that's um, going to put the project in question because I can't guarantee lithium price is going to stay here. So we'll have to understand that. The first step here is to make a discovery, um, get into a PEA, um, uh, and, and obviously use pricing models that are, are done by independent firms that are out there um, who, who do this as their business and obviously discount those um, based on, on, on what's going to happen in the future. Because we're a long way away from production and uh, we're going to have to look at all the risks that are involved here. I do think the, the commodity will continue to be strong. It may pull back here, but um, I don't see any, any reason why um, the pricing is going to go back to where, where it's been historically. Right. I said that would be the last question, but I promise this one will be, um, which is you've got a portfolio approach. You've got, um, so in terms of medic, uh, risk disbursement um, across all four projects and you know, to, to operating in two different jurisdictions, two different countries. Um, you're, mining, mining, I always say to people, mining's tough. There's no, there's no guaranteed successes and there's no guaranteed uh, you know, discoveries. So if one of these projects you know, falls over, is, is that terminal for you or is that just part of mining exploration? No, you know, exploration has has a high level of risk. And so part of the strategy in putting a portfolio together is to uh, allow um, investors to, you know, we're not a one trick pony. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of companies are that are betting on one project uh, in its future. And, you know, uh, we've put uh, a great portfolio together. We think we've got one of the one of the best portfolios uh, in North America for lithium projects for potential. Um, but it doesn't mean that if we uh, don't have success in one, that you know, uh, it's game over. And so, um, you know, we've got our hands full uh, for a small team right now. But actually, I continue to evaluate projects and get approached on projects that are interesting, and we'll continue to analyze those. And if it makes sense. Business-wise, we'll consider in investing and dipping our toe in the water on other projects as well. So, again, our hands are pretty full right now, but um, you know, hopefully, having uh, multiple projects will um, allow uh, uh, investors to have uh, um, a more than one shot at this. Steve, look, I know you're um, busy. You're at a conference. You're there to do um, business. So, um, appreciate introducing the story to us. Um, I understand the plan um, and I understand the assets and, and, and what you hope to do uh, much better now. Um, look, stay in touch. Um, hopefully we'll see you perhaps when you're back in Vancouver and I'm back from Africa and we're going to have another chat. Great, Matthew. A pleasure to be with you today. Thanks again.